what I've come to learn is a true indicator for success or leadership isn't how many times I win, but more importantly, how many obstacles and failures I've experienced and each lesson that that failure or that experience has delivered. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. When I was six years old, I got my very first horse. His name was Chipmunk. We called him Chippy for short. And he was the best horse ever. But he kind of, you know, he was a little older. I want to say he was like 26 when we got him. And he had this like giant Trojan horse neck. Like it looked like he just had this extra like line of muscle on his neck that just made his neck look much more like arched. But at the same time, he had something called a sway back, which is where a horse's back kind of curves down almost like a cow. You know, imagine if you were doing cat cow and yoga and you like drop your belly down. That's kind of what his back looked like. So he looked like this big like S from the top of his head to the tip of his tail. And he had this line that ran um, from his like in between his ears all the way down to his tail. And it was a dark line and he was a really light tan color. So this line made him look like a chipmunk, hence the name chipmunk. And when 
we got him, we didn't have money at the time for a proper saddle. So I learned how to ride with no saddle. I just got on him without any, what you would call tack. It was no saddle. And he had a halter, which is what you would use to lead a horse around with and a lead line or like a rope. Basically, it's like imagine a leash for a dog, but on a horse with a harness on their face. So it's called a halter and a lead line. And so on either side of this halter, there would be a spot for a clip that you could put a lead line on. And I would use two lead lines that would be my reins and his halter would be like his bridle. And that's how you would steer a horse. Um, Usually there's a bit in a horse's mouth, but you'd pull right, you'd pull left to kind of steer them. You'd pull back to make them stop and you kick them or like press your legs in to make them go. This is like horseback riding 101. These are the basics. And so we didn't have the money at the time for a proper, proper saddle, but I learned how to ride with a halter and two lead lines. And my mom would teach me how to make him go and how to make him stop. And we lived on a farm. My parents had bought this old dairy farm that my parents had bought this old dairy farm and on the property, there was a lot of barns and we had this circle, like driveway circle next to the barn. And there was in the center, this concrete platform that had been the foundation for a silo that was no longer there. And so, but around it was this like circular drive area and that's where I would ride. So my mom would teach me how to make him go and how to make him stop. And we would walk the circle driveway that we had on our farm. And like, one of the first things th- that you learn about horseback riding, there's a couple things. Number one, you always get on on the left side. That's just how it is. Number two, never walk behind a horse. <laughs> and number three is if you fall down, you have to get back on no matter what. And I don't care who you are. If you ride horses, you never forget the first time you fall off a horse. Like you just never forget it. Like you never forget the first time you fall off a horse and the way that our like land was set up, our barn was set up is just outside the barn. We had this small area. It's called a paddock where we kept our horses and it was relatively flat and it was kind of small, but on the other side of it was this huge open field. It was like, I don't even know how many acres, probably, I don't know eight to 10 acres of land. And it was like this long field that had a huge hill in it. And it was kind of where we would put the horses out when we wanted them to graze. And sometimes we would ride out there. And when you walked through the gate, it was like this small hill that kind of went rolling down. And Chippy, you know, he was older in age and kind of stubborn, like in his old ways. He didn't necessarily always want to go out into the field. He didn't necessarily always want to be ridden. He just kind of wanted to hang out at the barn and eat grass and eat hay and take naps. And that's just what older horses do, right? So he was somewhat stubborn and he he was very strong, right? Because he had this like giant neck full of like Trojan horse muscle. And If he decided that he wanted to go back to the barn, he would like drop his head. He would turn one direction and nothing you could do would pull him. You couldn't pull him in the other direction because he was so strong and he would just turn around and he would just be like, nope, I'm not into it. And he would trot back up to the barn. But the way that he would do it, it was so sneaky. 
the way that he would do it is he would do it when we were going down the little hill because when horses go downhill like anybody else gravity takes over and they build momentum and so he would like walk and then he'd walk a little faster and then he'd walk a little faster and he's almost starting to trot and he would turn his head and he would drop he would drop his head and turn it and he would just make a hard right and he would go back to the barn and this happened many times but this one time that it happened i happened to be i don't know not paying as much attention and as he went right i went left and I hit the ground pretty hard. And he wasn't a big horse. He was like right on the cusp of what you would call being a pony to a horse. He was kind of like a very tall pony. So it wasn't like I had very far to go to the ground. But I hit the ground pretty hard. And I will never forget that moment. Like it knocked the wind out of me. And it was like it shocked my system. And I I got a little teary-eyed and I was like, oh my God, like I just fell off the first time ever falling off a horse. And of course, up to that point, I had a little bit of an ego and I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm a great writer and I had to get back on. Like that's the number one rule. And I didn't really want to. Like I was like, I've, I'm, I was kind of shooken up and I was like, I think I'm good for today. But I had to get back on because that's the rule. And so we went back to the barn and I reluctantly got back on and we walked down the hill and I paid a little bit more attention and my leg was a little bit stronger and my grip on the reins was a little bit tighter and I made sure that he didn't get the best of me that time. Now, I wish I could say that that was the last time that I fell off a horse, but in my years of horseback riding, I mean, I competed in high school. I I went to college for equine science and I competed all through college. I brought my horse to 4-H. I used to show all the time. I had several horses. I wish I could say that that was the only time that I fell off. But I promise you, I have fallen off more times than I can even remember. And here's the thing about falling off. You don't get back on because you need to teach the horse a lesson, you get back on because it teaches you a lesson that when things don't go your way, when you fall down, you don't just call it quits and walk away and say, well, that didn't work out. Like, no, you get back on and you try again until you get to a point where like you've fallen off so many times that you've mastered the art of staying on and you know how to fall off gracefully only to get back up again. And there have been times where I've been knocked off horses and landed on my feet. There have been times where horses have fallen on me. And I learned how to navigate that feeling of being thrown from a horse, whether I was bucked off or thrown off or whatever. And it's just becomes part of the process. And I think that success and leadership is exactly the same, right? So I think a lot of times we look at success as a key indicator of our worth or our value as a leader, right? So someone might say, oh, I've never fallen off a horse. Therefore, I'm a great rider. I would argue that until you fall off a horse, you don't become a great rider. Until you know what it feels like to hit that ground, you don't know what it is to be balanced and to be strong and to be sturdy and how to navigate those scenarios, and so what I've come to learn is a true indicator for success or leadership isn't how many times I win, but more importantly, how many obstacles and failures I've experienced and each lesson 
that that failure or that experience has delivered, right? So it's easy to stay on a horse that's well-trained when you're not moving very fast and the road is not twisting and turning. Like that's easy. It's easy to have success and smooth sailing. It's easy to be in your personal power and to be accountable and to be on your A game when everything goes according to plan, when everything is predictable and everything is smooth sailing. But it's when obstacles are in your way, when you are out of your environment, when you're on a new horse or the terrain is different or you're in a bad mood or whatever it is, when you're faced with an obstacle, that's where you know what kind of personal power and leader you are. This is where everything that you've been practicing for or preparing for actually comes full circle. And the reality, like the truth is no great success story is only ever told with the triumphs, right? Like I don't want to hear the highlight reel. You don't want to hear the highlight reel. That's not reality. That's not true. That's only half of the story, right? It's the tribulations that make the story remarkable. It's like, here's the thing that I've walked myself through. And if I can do it, you can do it. Here's how many times I've fallen off my horse. And here's what I've learned about staying balanced and staying confident and staying aware and centered, right? So this to me is personal power. You fall down, you don't just walk away. You get back up. And you try again and you keep getting up and you keep trying again until you've mastered the art of staying on and how to fall down gracefully only to get back up again, right? Fall down 10 times, get back up 11. And I really do believe that every single one of those obstacles are put in my way, not to prevent me from getting me what I want but to build the strength necessary to hold it all when it shows up. And this is what being a boldly courageous woman is all about. We walk with courage and fear, and we know that every single failure leads to success every single time. And so the fundamental thing that has helped me to navigate falling down and getting back up Dozens of times, I mean, I could literally record hours and hours. I have recorded hours and hours and hours of podcasts and stories and episodes and experiences of the number of times that I have fallen down or obstacles have come in come in my way only to get back up and say, okay, there was a lesson here. What have I learned? And I become more self-aware and I make changes and I rewrite stories and I shift my beliefs and I embody a new version of me like time and time again. The framework for that is exactly what we are going to walk through together in the Embody Mastermind. It's now open for enrollment, and I will walk you through the framework of personal power, which is pausing and bringing presence to our current reality, what gets to stay, what gets to go, why do I keep falling off the horse? (laughs) We get to second, observe the stories that are coming up, like what are the thoughts, what are the beliefs, what is the set of rules that I've been playing by? We get to welcome in a brand new story. What would it be like if I could set myself free from this continual cycle that I've been stuck in? Then we embody this new version of ourselves. And this is the hardest part, right? This is where we actually take words and actions and we align them. This is where the new version of ourselves comes out. This is where we get back on the horse. This is where we become a better rider, where we become a better leader. And then from there, 
we release and we rejoice. We forgive and we celebrate. And so the Embody Mastermind is the place for you to walk with personal power into the next phase of leadership, for you to get on that horse and not be afraid to fall off, to know that no matter what comes your way, you can handle it because you have walked yourself through it before and you will walk yourself through it again and you've been here before and you can handle it again. And life is always going to be a series of moments of falling off and getting back up. It's not about how many times you fall down. It's about how many times you get back up and what you've learned. And if you don't learn anything and if you don't course correct, then you just keep staying in the same place over and over again. And so my intention for you is to not stay in the same place over and over again. My intention for you is to course correct and to grow and to embody a woman of strength and to embody a woman of personal power and to embody a woman of self-leadership. And when you embody personal power and self-leadership, every single area of your life changes, your relationships get better, your careers get better, your self-love gets better, your empowerment gets better, your standard of excellence goes up. And I want that for you. I see that for you. That is what's possible here. So together in this mastermind for six months, we are going to walk through this framework that will guide you on your own journey of success, which you can apply to every area of your life. And then we will celebrate together at a retreat house in California in June. We start our experience in January. Space is limited applications are open. You can click the link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Melissa Martin and you can apply and we can decide if this is the right place for you. And I cannot wait to welcome you in, in January and walk this path of personal power with you. I love you. Thank you so much. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.